Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the final hour of power here on this Wednesday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Ride with you till 10 o'clock before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Right now, I want to continue to talk all things National Football League, helping us do so right now via the BetQL guest hotline. is former NFL linebacker Bobby Carpenter. He is also the co-host of the Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. Bobby, appreciate you giving us some time, my man. Hey, anything. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir, my man. Obviously, you all in Columbus out there focused a lot on the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. With Justin Herbert getting paid uh, over the weekend or, or earlier this week from the L.A. Chargers, obviously Joe Burrow seems to be the next guy in line. Do you think it's something that happens this offseason? And do Bengals fans feel like it's something that they need to have happen this offseason? Yeah, you know, I know Joe's motivated, you know, to want to re-sign or with Cincinnati. I mean, he's an Ohio kid. Uh, it was a big deal. They've had a ton of success there. They've got a, a plethora of weapons. And it's going to be interesting to see kind of how he balances maximizing his value versus making sure that they can keep all of his weapons in place. Yeah. Because the trio of weapons that he has on the perimeter with Jamar Chase, uh, Boyd, and C. Higgins, like that is something that is one of the more impressive uh triplets that you're going to find in the NFL. And you just saw Joe Mixon this offseason take a little bit of a pay cut. And then you see the the Justin Herbert deal. And everybody looks at it as this incredibly rich deal. But when you really screw down into it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's five years, it's $260 million, but that's on top of the two years that are already there. And so it's really about $41.5 million a year. The, the bonuses aren't crazy. So for him to pass that isn't a crazy deal. It wouldn't hamstring the team. And I know that they're trying to find a way to try to keep those that trio of receivers together as long as they can with Joe and try to keep this window open without gutting the rest of their team because it's incredibly difficult. I would anticipate, just knowing a, a little bit of insight in the situation, mm-hmm. I would think something will get done before the start of the regular season. I wouldn't be shocked if it gets done before the first or second preseason game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, and it'll be a big-time storyline to monitor moving forward. I want to look at the other team located out there in Ohio, the Cleveland Browns, and obviously all eyes on the quarterback position in Cleveland as well. Deshaun Watson, first full offseason with the Browns, not dealing with any type of uh, punishments from the National Football League. He'll be a full participant, go through the preseason, and then start week one. Where do you think he is right now, and how far removed do you think he is uh, from the Houston Texans form uh, inversion of Deshaun Watson. Well, what you saw last year when he came back in was a guy that there was a couple, there was some flashes there. He makes some good throws, but as far as what he had done, you have to think he hadn't played in an NFL football game in a year and a half. His yeah. last year in Houston, he didn't play. He was out the majority of the season. 
couldn't really practice with the team, and then you come back, and all of a sudden people expect you to return to Pro Bowl form, and it's not that easy. I mean, imagine like not right. driving a car for ten years, and all of a sudden <laughs> you know, I throw you on I ninety five in the middle of rush hour. Like right. that's going to be a tough deal. And things happen fast, and regardless of how talented you are, it's seeing and processing those things happen quickly. And so I think the Browns have done a good job putting talent around him after a full off season, and then. Honestly, you know, getting his feet wet at the end of last year helped immensely, yeah. I'm sure. And you know, all reports out of training camp, and I've got some friends up there that cover the team closely, and they've been around it a lot, and they say he looks really good. I mean, much, much better than what he looked last offseason, and then especially when he came back. So I feel like they're in a pretty good place in Cleveland with where they're expecting him to go and you know what the expectations. you got to think, it might be the AFC North might be the yeah. toughest division of football. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got Lamar Jackson out there, def, you know, former MVP. You know, they, they just added uh, Odell Beckham Jr. We just talked about Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh is never bad. Right. I mean, we talk about Pittsburgh maybe being a little bit of a rebuild, transition time. They're trying to figure it out a little bit, but they're not going to ever go out there and, and give you a three or four win season. So, worst case, they're probably seven wins, maybe eight or nine. Who knows? So, th- there's a lot of competition there. And so I could see three teams maybe coming out of that division. Definitely probably two for the wild card, so it'll be tough. Yeah, Bobby, I'm like in the minority, and I haven't you know, been boisterous about this here in the bullpen with, with my colleagues, man, but I am super bullish on the Cleveland Browns for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned. I mean, Deshaun Watson, think about it, Bobby. He got that massive $250 million guaranteed because of who he was in Cleveland. If he could even get close – to that form, considering the rest of the talent they got on this roster, he's never played with a team this talented. You go up and down this defense at every level of this Pro Bowl talent. On the offensive side of the football, that offensive line is one of the most physical road-grading groups in all the National Football League. And then Nick Chubb, we know what he is. Am I crazy to thinking, for thinking, that Cleveland could be one of the top two or three threats to Kansas City in the AFC? Well, you go back a couple of years, I mean, they had a chance to beat them. You know, when Chad Henney came in, right. you know, middle <laughs> playoffs and, and put together a heck of a scramble on third down that allowed him to convert on fourth. Pat Mahomes is out there limping around. I mean, it was they had him right there, and that was the Baker Mayfield of quarterback. So you think with Deshaun Watson, they'd have a pretty good chance to maybe get over that hump. Um, one of the things that's pretty serious that you need to monitor with Cleveland is the health of Marquise Goodwin. He had the blood yeah. clots in his legs and in his lungs. And the one thing that he can provide – is the clear-out, over-the-top threat that will clear things up for David and Joku. It will clear things up for Amari Cooper. It's what they need on this roster. And if he can't play the, the remainder of the season, that'll be tough. If he has to sit out for a little bit or you know, feel and they, they can re- resolve this, because it's a non-football injury. I mean, heck, right. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how this, that stuff works, but I know blood clots are serious. Right. So if he can get cleared, that would help them a ton. I love Jim Schwartz coming in. On the defensive side of football, he was our head coach in Detroit when I was up there. He does a great job with that. They'll be aggressive. Miles Garrett will have a great year. They'll really utilize their secondary well. So they're poised to have a great season. The key, though, I think is going to be Marquise Goodwin's health. And if he can play this year and stretch the field vertically, it should be a really, really good setup for, uh, for Watson and the rest of the Browns. I'm joined right now with the BetQL guest hotline by our friend Bobby Carpenter. He's the co-host of the Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan in Cleveland. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at bcarp3. 
I want to talk about the former team you used to play for, not the Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, Bobby Carpenter. You know, here in D.C., we care a little bit about the, uh, the, the silver and blue. When you look at what Dallas and their expectations are for 2023, it's all about getting over the hump. I want to look at them from a from a salary cap perspective. We just saw them give a big-time bag to Trayvon Diggs. Uh, right now, Zach Martin holding out, arguably the best guard in the National Football League, not out at uh, training camp right now for Dallas. Dak Prescott in the amount of guaranteed money left on his contract. I believe this is the last year that he has guaranteed money left on his contract. What do you, what do you make of the Dallas Cowboys' big picture, uh, and do you think they're poised to challenge Philadelphia in this NFC East? Well, I think they have what it takes. A lot of it's going to ride on Dak's shoulders, and a lot of the interceptions that he had last year. I know he came out and was like, hey, it's not going to be the same thing. Um, having Zach Martin would help immensely. Yeah. The problem is that that offensive line that was one of the best in the NFL for a long time, it was kind of gotten old in front of our eyes. And you know, Tyron Smith, I mean, heck, he's entering what, his 12th, 13th year, Zach Martin, you know, entering his seventh or eighth. I mean, he's getting up there, and they've been filling in pieces and trying to make sure that it can still be good. They still have a good receiving core. They've got Gallup. They've got Lamb. Talked about Cooper. He's in Cleveland now, so you can't keep these guys yeah. forever. And so they're trying to kind of straddle that and make sure that they can find a way to maximize it now without um, maximize their team now without just mortgaging their future, which Jerry's done, you know, before. Yeah. <laughs> and you get in salary cap hell, and then you got to mm-hmm. dig out of it. The the thing with me is, and I may be in the minority. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a. I think Mike McCarthy is a good football coach. I think he's had teams that have had good talent, and he's had some great quarterbacks. I don't know if he's a great football coach. Yeah. And when you get into a situation where talent is uh, equatable, and you look around and you have to out coach somebody, I don't know if that's Mike McCarthy's forte. And to get over the hump and beat some of these elite teams in the NFC, and the NFC talent is not where it used to be. All of it's over in the AFC. So right. it's not like the road is crazy. I just – I need to see it. I mean, because you look at his tenure in Green Bay, and a lot of people pushed up on Aaron Rodgers. I I, I played against Green Bay probably five, well, a couple years in Detroit, mm-hmm. back-to-back, and then a handful of times with Dallas. And, you know, when he was in his end years in Green Bay, I could, I could basically call some of the plays on third <laughs> down. I'm watching them. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. No, That's I feel it. I mean, it's just, it's just it was kind of the same thing still. I'm like, okay, they're three by one. They got to cut split by two and three. Here's what's coming. And they just hadn't really changed or innovated. I know that was one of the frustrations for Aaron. And so we'll see, you know, with him at the helm now, he's been in there for a couple of years, if he's able to kind of turn it up and get the most out of Dak and these weapons because this team can only stay together for so long as it's currently comprised. Bobby, we were talking about this before you hopped on, the big-time money that's going out to the quarterback position. I think talent evaluators across the National Football League are going to have to be very poignant in, in deciding who to give these mega contracts to. Because I look at Justin Herbert and, and, and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes. Those are guys that I think elevate the talent around them. When you look at some guys that are going to be due for money here soon, like a Dak Prescott, like a Kirk Cousins, would you be hesitant to pay a guy like Dak Prescott two hundred million dollars plus? Do you think he elevates the guys around him, or do you think he's best suited in a situation where he's insulated? Well, I think a lot of it depends on how the deal looks, and everybody yeah. falls in love with the size of you know, five years, two hundred million. Okay, 
you start looking at that's $40 million a year. I mean, that puts you, you know, barely in the top 10 now because the cap keeps rising. And it's what percentage of that is guaranteed? How much percentage of the cap are you gobbling up? And I don't know if I'd go 50 million with any of those guys. Like, I think that he's, he's shown you that he can be, I don't know if he's a top five quarterback. I think he probably falls somewhere between eight to 12. Yeah. I think you get the Super Bowl with him. But the problem is, and I always, I will say this till the day that I die. When you overpay guys for the relative to their position, you have to sacrifice somewhere else. It's a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. And so if you pay a guy who's an 8-12 to 12 player like he's a top-four player, now all of a sudden you're asking him to do more with less. And I don't know if they can do that. And honestly, I don't know if Mike McCarthy's the guy to maybe get the most out of Dak as well. And so yeah. you look at some of these guys like Kirk Cousins and Dak, I would say, are very different players. But they kind of have given the same result as far as you get to be really good. But I don't know if either one of those guys is going to push you through the playoffs. I think the same thing, and Bobby, I'm going to sound like a hater with this, and it's a controversial take. I think I'm I'm curious to see whether or not Jalen Hurts can duplicate the success of last year. Because you look at it, Bobby, he was the most insulated quarterback in football last year in terms of what's around him. One of the top receiving duos in the league with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard, one of the best tight ends, the best offensive line of football. And then your defense broke the NFL record for sacks in a season. When you look at the situation in Philadelphia and the money that they gave Jalen Hurts, you think it was justified? Well, he went out and played and played above his pay grade. Here's the thing. Expectations have a lot to do with life. And an NFL exec told me one day, was they're sitting at Pro Day, Ohio State, about five or six years ago, he was going to get fired in the NFL for losing. You get fired for failing to meet expectations. Yeah. And the Eagles have big expectations now. Jalen Hurts has big expectations. When he came in with a second-round draft pick, people looked at that as a bonus. It was a luxury. And then all of a sudden he goes out there and plays at an incredibly high level. And so he's been on that rookie deal, so they've been able to go and be really aggressive in free agency. You trade for A.J. Brown. You, you draft Devontae Smith. You're able to draft Jalen Carter. You, you, and you build all these pieces around you, and you have that great offensive line. But here's the thing. I mean, Jason Kelsey is old. Like yeah. Jason, I, I played against My brother played with Jason in, high, in college. Like <laughs> Lane Johnson is getting old. I mean, these guys are starting to get up there. And so all of a sudden, one day you look around, it's like, and it's what happened to Dallas's offensive line. And so I, I'm, I'm not hating on Jalen Hurts. My thing is I always want to see guys do it for two or three years. Yes. Just because the league is so good and they figure out your deficiencies, they figure out your strengths, and they will lean on your strengths and force you to go beat them left-handed. And I'm curious to see if he's able to do that. And maybe he can, and it's not me – you know, hot taking and saying Jalen Hurts isn't a great quarterback. But after the year that he had, yeah. can you replicate that one more time? And then after next year, like, you know, is Darius Slay going to be back? You start looking at some of these guys, like trying yeah. to make payments and trying to look around. You've drafted, you've paid, and eventually at some point in time, you can't keep it all together. Bobby, I, I agree with you completely, my man. Look, we're not being hot take artists. This is a real question. You know it better than anybody, man. In this league, you got to do it for multiple years in a row to really garner that respect, man. So I appreciate you giving us some time, Bobby. I appreciate you joining us as always. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. That is Bobby Carpenter, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at BCarp3. Uh, make sure you tune into the Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan uh, out in Columbus to get the latest uh, from Bobby Carpenter. Really good conversation there with Bobby. I thought the quarterback discussion was fascinating. I, I want to go into a little bit more detail on that when we come back. I asked the question in the opening segment of the hour, but I want to re-rack it here again. 
which quarterbacks in the National Football League do we think from a talent level are actually worth the big-time money that Justin Herbert got earlier this week? That's next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with you till 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Wow. I was I was going to recap the conversation we just had with Bobby Carpenter, former Cowboys linebacker uh, and host on 97 won the fan in Columbus. But wow, I, the NBA takes are very interesting. Podcasting has become something that's been like super popular amongst NBA players. Paul George has got one. Draymond Green has got one. Theo Pinson's got one. Gilbert Arenas has one. It's great, right? Patrick Beverly's got one. Everyone in their mother is podcasting nowadays. Jeff Teague. You guys remember Jeff Teague? He had a brother. Was, I forgot Jeff, Jeff Teague's brother's name, but Jeff Teague went to Wake Forest, played for the Hawks, played for Milwaukee. I don't think he's in the league anymore, but he has been a reoccurring guest on Theo Pinson's podcast, I believe it is. And Jeff Teague had a very interesting comment that I just scrolled past here on, in which Jeff Teague said this, but Jeff Teague made a very interesting argument. Jeff Teague said that he has James Harden over Dwayne Wade all the time. That's really interesting. And my Gen Zers, my young crowd probably is like, huh? Right? It's an interesting debate to me. The only reason I thought it was relevant is because I know during Nell's Quick Clicks, we Expose Paul Pierce for trying to compare himself to Dwayne Wade. I think this is a much more valid, realistic comparison here, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the accolades of James Harden. Think about the scoring titles he's got. The all-NBA first teams that he has. The only thing that James Harden is lacking that Dwayne Wade has uh, is the all-defensive selection and then the overall team success. I know team success is huge. Uh, but to me, it's not the only metric in how I measure how good somebody is. James Harden's impact on the game will be felt forever. That team that he had in Houston and the offensive numbers they were putting up and that stretch of play that he went on, scoring 25 points in I don't know how many consecutive games it was, 
that he scored 25, but it was unlike anything we'd ever seen. The big knock on Harden, obviously, though, is the lack of playoff success and him shrinking in big games. As early as this season, as recent as this past year, Game 7 against the Boston Celtics. Garbage. A complete no-show from James Harden. I don't think I can accuse Dwayne Wade of coming up small during big-time moments, especially when you're a multi-time champion. So, so Jeff Teague makes a compelling argument. If you want to call in on this or tweet at me, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. If you want to call in about it, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Jeff Teague says he's taking James Harden over Dwayne Wade all time. Take your calls on that. You can tweet at me about that as well. we got a, about a half hour left to go here in the program before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief coming up at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. I want to get back on the National Football League. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Two very prominent quarterbacks, one in the NFC, one in the AFC, both cleared for takeoff ahead of schedule. We'll tell you the ramifications that it'll have on their respective ball clubs next as the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we dish things over to the JR Sport Brief. I wanted to talk about the quarterback situations in San Francisco and Las Vegas with the Raiders and the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's ironic that these two situations tie hand in hand because Jimmy Garoppolo, the former quarterback in San Francisco, he's now in Las Vegas with his former OC with the Patriots, Josh McDaniels. There was some, there was some debate as to whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be able to pass his physical and start uh, training camp healthy for the Las Vegas Raiders. That ended up being the case or, or not being the case. He was cleared uh, and is going to be a full participant. He's not going to have to be put on the physically unable to perform list. I think that's huge uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. It also, to me, just removes 
any type of excuse for Josh McDaniels and his coaching staff, I am fascinated by what the Vegas Raiders have going on and what their plan and course of action is moving forward. They signed Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason to a three-year, $72 million contract. I, I, I'll be honest with you. When I, when I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, first of all, he's a winner, right? The last two seasons combined, I, I was floored by this when I found this out. Jimmy Garoppolo, the last two seasons combined, is 16-9 and nine as a starting quarterback. Overall, for his career, He's 40-17 and 17 as a starting quarterback. He's never had a losing season as a starting quarterback since he's entered the National Football League. I'm floored by it. Because when we think of Jimmy Garoppolo, and you, then you look at the numbers of Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't floor you. Last year, though, 7-3 and three record. Completed 67% of his passes, 16 touchdowns to four INTs before he got hurt. Uh, he was playing good football. The only thing for me is if you're the Vegas Raiders, what is next? What are you trying to accomplish as a franchise? Because I thought it was idiocy that they moved on from Derek Carr in the fashion that they did. You're running the risk of ticking off Devontae Adams, who's arguably the best player on your roster. I just wonder what the plan of action is for Las Vegas. They had the number seven overall pick in this past April's draft. They had every opportunity and they had the necessary resources available to them to trade up from number seven to draft a young signal caller. But like I said, franchises across the league are going to have to make big time decisions moving forward. They chose to pay Jimmy Garoppolo three years, 72 million, 33 of that guaranteed, right? 33 of that guaranteed. When you look at the impact Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have on winning in terms of the Las Vegas Raiders, his job, he's going to be asked to come in and protect the football, not turn it over, obviously. But he's another guy that's going to be asked to be a glorified game manager. I feel like every time we talk about the Las Vegas Raiders, it's never in a positive light, me specifically at least. I, I never have anything nice to say about the Raiders. I think their plan at quarterback is stupid. I'm not a porn star Jimmy fan. Much better looking guy than he is a quarterback. But I but I don't argue, and I, and it's hard for me to deny the, the winning that he's done in his career. To be 40 and 17 as a starting quarterback in the National Football League is it's pretty damn impressive. It is. I wonder in Las Vegas, with the skill position guys that they have, can Jimmy Garoppolo turn a corner? Is Jimmy G who Jimmy G is for life. Is this the real Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm curious to see what version of Jimmy we get next year with the Raiders because they're a team that I feel like no one talks about. And on the defensive side of the football, when you've got the pass rush duo that they have with Chandler Jones and with Max Crosby, they added Marcus Peters to that group. I I don't know, man. The The Raiders are just interesting to me. Their big issue that they have right now, though, was Josh Jacobs. Their star running back is a no-show right now. He's upset that he didn't get a long-term deal from the team. But entering Zamir White, man, who has been chomping at the bit probably to get his opportunity at the big league level. I look at their defense, though, which was their big Achilles heel from a season ago. Nate Hobbs, their young cornerback, I think is pretty darn good. Marcus Peters, though, 
is going to be expected to come over and play a big role. But the success of their defense and the success of that football to me, or that football team, excuse me, to me, is whether or not Max Crosby and Chandler Jones can be game wreckers on the defensive side of the football. If they can, not to mention Tyree Wilson, the number seven overall pick as well in that mix. They've got three, two and a half legit pass rushers because I don't know what how good Tyree Wilson's going to be. But if they can get after the quarterback, I, I expect that offense to be able to score points if Josh Jacobs returns uh, to, to, the, to the helm. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Carter, Jacoby Myers, Keelan Cole, Cam Sims. It's not a bad group. It's not a bad group at all. They've got legit talent. Austin Hooper, a tight end. Michael Marr, the tight end out of Notre Dame. O.J. Howard coming over from, from Tampa. They've got talent. It's going to be about whether or not that starting five up front, led by Colton Miller, is going to be able to protect Jimmy Garoppolo. But I will say this, and it's obvious. Josh Jacobs not being there completely puts a dent in what the Raiders are, are trying to accomplish. It just does. Coming off a career year, 1,600 yards on the ground, 53 receptions, 12 touchdowns. I mean, Josh Jacobs was darn good last year. So for him to not get the bag that he's looking for, for the Raiders, for the Raiders to be willing to suffer as a franchise, Instead of paying him, I just think it's stupid. Especially considering the lack of success we've had from the Raiders here recently. Last time we saw the Raiders in the postseason was when? 2021? When they lost to Cincinnati? And before then, when were the Raiders in the playoffs? When were the Raiders a contender? It's going to be interesting to see, man. The one thing that I'll look forward to, or that I'll be monitoring all year, is Derek Carr. The decision for Vegas to move on from him. How tumultuous that exit was. The expose and the athletic coming out about Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr not getting along and about how he was unfairly coaching Derek Carr. It was so much dirty laundry aired out. We're going to see this year. Was it was it Derek Carr's fault? Was it Josh McDaniels' fault? And, and this is Josh McDaniels' like ninth life if he's a cat, right? You got nine lives. He's on his final one. If he can't get this Vegas Raiders team over the hump and can't get them to have success, why should he continue to be a National Football League head coach? There are 32 jobs in this league. It's very difficult to come across one. And for whatever reason, everywhere he's gone, he hadn't had success as a head coach. How many times is he going to get recycled through the, through the machine? Before we give some new blood a chance. That's all I'm saying. Can't keep seeing mediocre coaches give you bad results and they continue to get jobs. I don't I don't understand that. I just don't. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll put a bow on tonight's show. One final segment. I got a couple of different things I want to touch on uh, here before we get out of here. I'll tease this though. MGM National Harbor Listing Line is open for this. one 800 636 1067 is the number. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll put a bow on the show. And when we get back, I'll tell you who I think are the two biggest threats to the Kansas City Chiefs in both the NFC and the AFC. That's next here on The Fan. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 1067 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Ride with you till 10 o'clock. One final segment here tonight before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Long day for your boy. 
as I'm sitting here waiting for the commercials to come back, I'm like, man, can we come back already? I felt like I was going to fall asleep here in studio, man. Long day for me. Back out at it tomorrow at about 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. We're back on the road. Out for day two of training camp practice for the Washington Commanders. And hopefully I'm able to get some shut-eye in between them, man. It has been real long day. Exciting day, though. And I- I'm happy. I'm happy football's back. I think that's my major takeaway from the day. It's all worth being tired. It's worth losing sleep. It's worth not eating normal stuff. When, when you get to go out and football's back, man. I don't know about you all out there, but football is football is a game that's done a lot for me while well, as a player and as a fan. You know, so happy the game is back. That college football getting ready to commence here as well as you continue to tap into overtime. We'll talk a little bit more college football as the season gets ready to sneak up upon us. Before we get out of here, though, I want to look, and this was inspired because Patrick Mahomes, during one of his post-practice interviews to start training camp, was asked about how he views the Chiefs and does he think that they're a dynasty. And I said, hmm, that's a really interesting conversation. I'm a big fan of Nick Wright and, and the, the boys over at First Things First on FS1. I think they do a tremendous job. Nick Wright posed the question, will Kansas City be the first NFL franchise to three-peat? And I got to thinking, well, man, if they win the Super Bowl this year, they'll three-peat. No. No, they won't. <laughs> so they would have to win it next year and the year after that. So what are the possibility of Kansas City three-peating? I said, man, that's, that's too far. There's too many hypotheticals and too many unknowns for me to look ahead and say something like that. But it did get me thinking about this. In terms of 2023, when we look at the National Football Conference and the American Football Conference, AFC, NFC. Who are the two biggest threats to Kansas City from each conference? Not who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. Just who do I think is the biggest threat to Kansas City from each conference? We'll start in the NFC. Obviously, one of my answers, unless I was an idiot, the Philadelphia Eagles. I just look at that group. Yeah, they were they lost some pieces this offseason, but they replaced everyone that they lost. We talked about it with Bobby Carpenter. For me, for Philadelphia, it's going to be all about whether or not Jalen Hurts can duplicate his success from last year. Can Jalen Hurts continue to put up the numbers he put up last year? Will NFL defenses figure out what Brian Johnson, excuse me, what they're trying to accomplish on the offensive side of the football? That that that's that's what it's going to come down to for Philadelphia. I think their defense is going to be the same. I wonder if they take a step back. You lose C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I wonder if that's the case. I just, I wonder, though. I do think Philly is the biggest threat to that group. But when you look at the rest of the landscape in the NFC, I told you I give you two teams from East Conference. Philly, who I think should be the defending NFC champions once again. The other team that I'm really high on in the NFC is in the NFC West, and it's not San Francisco. I know they're dealing with a little bit of a holdout situation right now with Devon Witherspoon. But the Seattle Seahawks, I want to talk about quarterbacks that have to prove that they can do it two years in a row. I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself. I'm questioning Jalen Hurts' ability to do it two years in a row, but I'm confident in Geno Smith's ability to do it two years in a row. And here's why. Geno and company weren't doing anything magical and mysterious on offense, man. They were just executing. For Philadelphia, 
the scheme that they were running and the heavy amounts of RPO that they relied on, I wonder if NFL defenses catch up to that. And if they do, how does Jalen Hurts affect you? How does Jalen Hurts beat you? That's what I wonder. But for Seattle, look at the duo that they have at corner with Tariq Woolen and with Devon Witherspoon. You get Jamal Adams back healthy next year. You all remember Jamal Adams? He's a really good football player. I know it's been a while since we saw him take the field, but he's a damn good player. Think about the assets that Seattle gave up to New York to get him. He's worth it. He returns back to the defense. They re-signed Bobby Wagner this offseason. Their pass rush, I think, is going to be souped up this year. They get Derek Hall out of Auburn. Hopefully he comes in and pays dividends. But at the end of the day, though, for Seattle, like like for Philadelphia, it, live and die by the quarterback, right? I, I expect Geno Smith to duplicate his numbers from last year. I think he gets it. I think they have quietly turned what was a weakness during the Russell Wilson era in the offensive line. They've quietly made that a strength. Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, one of the best young tackle tandems in all of the sport. In all of the sport. I'm confident in the Seattle Seahawks, man. My big question for them, though, can they create and generate a consistent pass rush? If they can do that, look out for that group. My two teams in the AFC that I think are the biggest threat to Kansas City. Now, this this was difficult because there's one quarterback that you all know I have an affinity for, Joey Cartier Beans Burrow. I think he's just the swagalicious of all quarterbacks. I think he's the guy. Love everything about him. But my two biggest threats to Kansas City in the AFC, first off, I'm going to go with the team that plays in the AFC North, not the Bengals. I think the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson back healthy, having weapons for the first time in his career. The rookie Zay Flowers out of Boston College is drawing nothing but rave reviews coming out of camp. Mark Andrews still there at the tight end position. The big question for Baltimore is can they guard up on the defensive side? Do they have enough? We know traditionally that defense is one of the best in the sport. They lost Marcus Peters this offseason. They lost Chuck Clark. They lost Calais Campbell. Can they bounce back? Can they produce? Because I know the offense is going to do their thing. We know Lamar Jackson is one of the most electric athletes in the sport when he's got the ball in his hands. I do think Baltimore is one of the biggest threats to Kansas City, though. The team that I think... The second team in the AFC, excuse me, that I think is the biggest threat to Kansas City, the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. And if they somehow end up with Dalvin Cook, I'll double down on that statement. Their secondary, their defense as a whole, I think, is quietly being slept on. Their big move of the offseason, going out and trading for all-pro quarterback Jalen Ramsey, you pair him with Zavian, with Zavin Howard, and now you've got the best cornerback duo in the sport. And you've got one of the best safety duos as well with Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott. That group has big-time players at all three levels. The pass rush with Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, one of the best. The interior of the defensive line with Christian Wilkins and Raekwon Davis, they're legit on both sides of the football. The question is, though, can Tua stay healthy? If Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy, the Miami Dolphins will be one of the top three seeds in the AFC. And I think they're going to end up being one of the biggest threats to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to do it, though, here for this 
Wednesday night edition of Overtime. If you want to keep the conversation going with me on Twitter, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. You can tweet at me. Excuse me. You can Instagram me as well. The same handle. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. The JR Sport Brief is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.